Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And my name is Pete. How you doing, sweetie? Pretty good. It, uh, it's sunny outside. It finally feels mm. like spring has arrived. It has sprung. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's especially nice today. Yesterday was a little chilly, but super sunny. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was proud of myself. I finally got myself outside and played a little basketball out in the park. Yes. Yes, you did. It's been a couple years since I did that. I used to do that all the time as a kid. Um, But yeah, I exercised those muscles that I haven't used for quite some time. And uh, it was really fun. Mm -hmm. And you're feeling it a little bit. I still got it too. Like uh, what I like to do is I pick out these 10 spots to take shots from. And uh, usually it'll be, I'll do it at the beginning like when I first get there, maybe somewhere in the middle, run around a bit. And then when I'm tired, it's like I have to beat a certain score in order to stop. Okay. Or I'll get stuck out there forever. But uh, I still came out of the place at like a 7 out of 10, which is pretty good. Nice. Not bad. Nice. You do have a very fluid movement when you're shooting a basketball. Um, you notice it with people who are very like well-skilled, like, I don't know, maybe playing volleyball or shooting a basketball. It's just like a really fluid motion. It's not jerky or weird like that. It's just all yeah. kind of one motion. Yeah. It looks like your body's been doing it forever. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's you. So you still got it. Thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, what are we going what are we, what are we to talk about today, today for this week's episode? I think two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is we just finished watching the episodes of The Office British version, mm-hmm. uh, which didn't take very long because they really didn't make very many. No. Um, First season was like six episodes mm-hmm. and second season was like eight or nine. With, with maybe one of those being a, a, a special, long a long yeah. one. Uh, so we blew through those and uh, we thought we'd do kind of a comparison that's a great idea. So a little TV time talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to preface, like we were big fans of the U.S. one, I would say. And, and, and in contrast, the U.S. office is nine seasons, long seasons. Yep. Lots of content. Mm-hmm. And like 22, 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, where do you want to begin? You got some questions, thoughts? Oh, I thought that could be one thing, but I thought I'd recap what I did yesterday first. Oh, okay. And we can finish up with TV time. All right, we'll get back to the TV time later. So yesterday was the March for Science. Yes. Uh, The largest event was in D.C., Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, Basically kind of grew out of the Women's March that happened immediately after Trump was elected. That brought out thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, all across the world. Yeah, all across the world. And kind of the scientists wanted to band together as well because it looks like the Trump administration is going to severely cut the budget for science and funding science. Yeah, the biggest one being environmental, right? Well, it looks like they're going to either shut down the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, or keep it going, but the person currently running it doesn't actually believe in... In the environment, yeah. Yeah. In the right. environment. So, you know, that's that's not really uh, moving towards a bright future there. Right. So is this one of the one of the guys who say that uh, global warming is a myth? Yes, I believe so. Okay, one of those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great news. 
Um, Were you around last winter? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just a couple weeks ago. It was snowing. Very strangely. Yeah, there's just a lot of scientific evidence for this happening. Uh, Anyways, so scientists uh, banded together for this march, and there were obviously kind of partner marches at various cities, one being in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was free and it's something that I'm a scientist. So it's something that I believe in, uh, you know, presenting evidence-based facts. Uh, so something that I wanted to, uh, participate in seemed pretty easy, uh, kind of met, gathered as a large group at Nathan Phillips square. It's pretty easy to find the scientists. Mm-hmm. They've got signs. They're mm-hmm. wearing lab coats, <laughs> oh. goggles. <laughs> oh, bad dad joke option. They're scientists. Uh, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, kind of had a bit of a, a rally. And then uh, we all walked up Bay Street to college, turned left on college, and went to Queens Park. And uh, they had a little setup there. They had a number of different speakers come to the event just to talk about, encourage, motivate the people there. Uh, So they had uh, scientists, uh, like environmental scientists, but Mm -hmm. they also had kind of, you know, space scientists. They had a science librarian who's very actively involved in criticizing the government over policy. Uh, They had a professor, and she founded the Aboriginal Studies Program at McMaster, Uh, So taking a view of kind of the Aboriginal stance in terms of environmental rights. Yeah. Um, Who else they have? Oh, and they had uh, a woman who researches women in science and someone who researched kind of ethics in science as well. So covering, I felt like it was covering a very broad range of things, much like a women's march would cover a number of different facets of women's rights. Yeah. This kind of covered a number of different facets of science in the world. Right. Well, science is, that's so many things, right? Like, it's not mm-hmm. just people sitting with uh, test tubes and Bunsen burners. Like, like you were saying, it's environmentalism. You said it has to do with space travel. It has to do with many, many factors. Uh, mm-hmm. Our own, you know, healthcare, like good things like that, too. Yep. Are you going to read some of the awesome signs you saw? (laughs) Do you remember any of them? Uh, So one of them was, uh, keep your tiny hands out of my project. It already has a number. It already has enough confounding variables. Okay. Which is in reference to, I guess, Donald Trump and his small hands. Yeah. And, well, I don't know. Science people would get the joke. (laughs) Sure. Is there a lot of small hands involved in science? No, but the confounding variables part. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, so based on signs I saw or signs on the internet, um, the dinosaurs never saw it coming either. Uh, I can't believe I'm marching for facts. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, can't believe I'm marching for facts. Uh, don't frack with mother nature. Nice. That was, uh, clever, some clever puns. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there one that's there. like, are you over 40? Are you over 40 and are you alive? You're welcome. Science. (laughs) Got plague? No. Thank a scientist. (laughs) Got plague. Yeah. Uh, yeah, A number of things looking at, you know, uh, vaccines work. (laughs) Got polio? No. Vaccines. Uh, Someone actually, I thought it was cool. It was a kid. 
um, and he had a sign pinned to his back that said, I'm marching because of a scientist at Sick Kids Hospital, mm. um, which is pretty cool. So obviously he's been treated with modern medicine yeah. and is, is around and alive and thriving. Yep. Uh, there was a dog with a cardboard placard <laughs> that said, please fund science or my mom can't feed me. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad you did it. Um, yeah, so it's wonderful. So I was playing b-ball and you were marching for science. Yeah, and uh, took a lot away from it just in uh, keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I'm a minority in the science world in the sense that I'm a woman, which doesn't ever really? feel like I am because at York and in our department, there are a lot of females. I'd almost say more females than males. Yeah. Um, but most of the faculty are males just because that's who was hired um see if i were to base it on james bond movies mm-hmm. all scientists are females and they're really attractive too yeah <laughs> so i don't know it seems like you're just about the right demographic as far as i understood uh well we're we're trying we're starting to take over so i guess it's important for me to continue to do well as a female in science it's so ironic because my prof and i both know that my lab runs smoothly because i'm there (laughs) right um but also kind of the importance and the role that you can have in translating science in teaching other people how to dissect fact from fiction when it's being published in online media Mm -hmm. uh and also um promoting and kind of being a person who encourages good policy to come out of scientific research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. I'm glad you did that. I, I hope mm-hmm. it, I hope it'll lead to something. Um, like you said earlier to me, this is more for the States, but you know, things that happen in the States, they always affect us in Canada. So mm-hmm. we can't just, you know, turn our back to it and, and ignore it and hope it just doesn't happen. But um, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. And I also noticed, so when we were under the Stephen Harper government, there were a lot of restrictions placed on scientists. uh, And a lot of scientists from the U.S. supported us in trying to get a government change. So it's almost like we're returning the favor. Right. Unfortunately, had to happen. Uh, But yeah, you know, it's nice to see a bunch of scientists from all over just really pushing for good, solid work. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have a lot to share from this week because it's been rather unexciting compared to my last weekend, but this does bring up something that I kind of wanted to get into. Um, it was like, it's, it's interesting being an outsider of the States and just like, you know, you hear every day, Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that, and you're just mm-hmm. like, what is going on with this country? Like, it must be in such turmoil. And I remember even being a little afraid because I was going to Chicago last Friday and I was like the day after uh, Trump decided to drop a bomb on a nation. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what? Oh man, am I going to be safe there? And it's always, it's always interesting having that perspective where you see media and it kind of distorts part of your reality of how it really is. Cause like when I went to Chicago, they were just, they're good natured people. It's actually felt a lot like Toronto. Um, But that's just one city in a nation. So, yeah, it's, it's. I guess my point is, it's always good to not uh, put an absolute statement on an entire, well, people, country, mm-hmm. race, religion, anything, because um, there's always so many, so many people. So I'm sure there are a lot of people marching for science too in the states, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, 
I think that's kind of how I felt to going to Brazil, because as soon as I said that I was traveling there, I'd have friends say, don't bring any jewelry with you, yeah. you know, keep a watch out, you're going to get mugged at any second. <laughs> and I'm thinking, where do you think I'm going? You know, yeah. people live in Brazil like very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. The entire country isn't just dying. Yeah. Um, but it is like I was in a, a small, a smaller town and it's a completely different feel from a bigger town. Anyways, let's talk the office. Yeah. TV time. Yeah. All right. Cue music. This was, this was kind of fun. Um, and I think the reason why that I was comparing it a lot when I was watching it, I mean, I guess you can't help it because some of the characters are the same. Yeah. But we watched a uh, video clip that did comparisons of the I two I think it was offices. Watch Mojo uh, US Office versus UK Office. What, mm-hmm. Who did it better? Yeah. And there was like five examples or something. There was a cu- Yeah, there's a number of examples. Yeah. And foremost, they said that the U.S. office version yeah. did it better. Yes. Except for the relationship between the receptionist and one of the office workers. Yeah. So Jim and Pam, U.S. versus Tim and Don. Yes. And they said that Tim and Don were better and we were flabbergasted because... The whole time we were watching the show, they were so boring. Uh-huh. And it just was a... It was a really broken relationship. It was not not one really based on anything of redeeming value. I think there was even a... I might be getting confused with other ones, but wasn't she watching, like, the scene from one of those old movies where the guy interrupts the wedding and steals the bride away? That might have been something else. Anyway, their relationship <laughs> was not very good. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, and we loved the Pam and Jim relationship and how that uh, developed. So I really wanted to watch The British Office to see what was so good, good about, about Don and Tim. Yeah. And not impressed. Spoiler alert, nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, because like, it, it was really one-sided. And, and yeah, go, go ahead and turn off this episode if you want to watch The British Office. But I think I'm going to save you some time. Because it's one of those shows where, yeah, I was kind of interested in where it was going, but I also just was like, oh, can we just like skip a couple episodes and go right to the end? Because this is so not doing it for me. Um, so I don't know. I don't. It actually made me wonder who who watched this and said, hey, we need to make an American version of this. Like, I don't even see redeeming things about it. Like, uh, I don't know if a lot of humor was lost on me because it's a cultural thing. Like, because. Uh, Gervais, who I, I do like, I think he's a very good comedian, mm-hmm. uh, makes so many references to, I guess, UK celebrities or UK TV shows that I don't know what he's talking about half the time. Mm, yeah. It's like, this is just like Dory Storston. <laughs> I just made that up, but who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And we also had to put the subtitles on because it was hard to catch his like nuance and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we just sound like such terrible North Americaners, yeah. We're awful. We don't have the culture. Um, but it was interesting to see just how much the Michael Scott character in the U.S. version was like... Incredibly based on... The yeah. David Brent character yeah. in the British office. In that they were both equally annoying. Um, <laughs> that's that, that was my most hated thing of the U.S. offices. I just really disliked uh, Michael Scott. I just... Or just in general, just like um, the actor who plays him. Steve Carell? Yeah. Um, but maybe he did a really good job. It's really the twist because he's, 
he's kind of nailing it,、mm-hmm. being that awkward guy that no one likes.、Mm-hmm. But it was worse in the UK office because he he was even more disliked. Like anytime he was like, "Oh, someone's gonna come out for a beer with me, right? Anyone want to come out?" and and they actually one of them like flat out responds like, "No one wants to go out with you." <laughs> Whereas Michael Scott, I don't know, somehow. Over the years, at least even like Pam, the receptionist like liked him and would support him. Yeah, there's just I feel like Michael Scott kind of makes inappropriate jokes or comments or whatever,、mm. but he'd never like leave his office in the dust. Yeah, sort of thing. Whereas David Brent seemed to be like, "Ooh, new position. Yes, I'll take that." Yeah. See you later, guys. Yeah, yeah he dumped all of them. Yeah. Uh, so that is not something that I would see Michael Scott character do. But he was even like less likable, like as a character, David Brent. Like there was nothing really redeeming about him.、Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of nice in the last episode. It was like, oh, there's actually a girl who's willing to chat with them. But for most of the time, you're like, I feel bad for all these women that he's going on dates with, or I feel bad for the people that are working with them. He's just. He's not just socially awkward. He's he's mean. Like, yeah. He's just rude. Yep. Definitely.、Uh, also found that the、um, Dwight character equivalent、oh, in the British office.、Gareth. We both found this.、Uh, he's kind of weird, like Dwight is. Yeah. But he's creepy. <laughs> yeah, the wrong kind of creepy, like child predator creepy, sexual deviant creepy. Got these sunken eyes, and he just says very inappropriate things to women.、Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I guess the humor in、uh, the UK is much more sexual than it would、yes. ever be in the US,、Definitely. which I actually appreciated. I, I like that. That's you know not as much of a big deal. And, and yeah, they say they say some things that are pretty risque in the <laughs> states. Like I could never imagine this being televised, like on Fox or something. It would have to be at like 2 a.m. or something. But I do like I do like that difference. The like what the UK find funny is usually a little more crass than、uh, the US.、Mm-hmm. Anything else?、Um, I it was kind of unfortunate that we watched the US Office first because I found that we were constantly、uh, going, oh, this is the. Kevin character,、right. or this is the Angela character. It's like we're too busy trying to see how it relates to the U.S. office, and maybe、mm-hmm. this is why it didn't really perform. Maybe it would be easier if you watched the British one first, which well, it, which came first. Yeah,、right? chronologically, it came first. Yeah.、Um, speaking of additional characters. There was、mm-hmm. not a lot of additional character development. No, there was none. And that was what was kind of that was my favorite thing about the fun US about the U.S. office was、yeah. all these different characters and they're such different personalities and they're trying to all work、yeah. together somehow.、Yeah. Um, and we didn't really get that in the British office. I mean, you get、yeah. a couple, maybe one or two, like that that woman that had her birthday and then、yeah. the Keith guy. Yeah. But that was that was really it. Yeah. No, absolutely, and that, that's what usually what I say about the U.S. offices. I I love that show, and I actually liked it the most. This is going to be an unpopular decision, but once、uh, Steve Carell was off the show, I think the show got better,、um, especially the last season because they had so many interesting other characters that I think they really had an opportunity to make them shine and follow their stories. And I found that way more fascinating than watching this Michael Scott character blunder. 
<laughs> and always have awkward pauses while people are like, we don't like you. Like that mm-hmm. didn't interest me as much as what was going on everywhere else. Yes. With the uh, side characters. It was fun to watch the first episode of The British Office and exactly how it was exactly the same as the first episode of the U.S. office. And we actually yeah. went back and watched the first episode yeah. of the U.S. office because pretty much everything happens exactly the same. Yeah. If you have Netflix, I recommend checking that out. Even if you don't want to jump into watching this many shows, like just mm-hmm. watching the first episode, it's only 20 minutes long of both the series. It's really interesting because then you can kind of see the, you know, the difference of UK humor and American humor or something, because it's almost the same script, but the mm-hmm. delivery of it is slightly different. Yes. Costumes, different. Mm-hmm. Um, lighting is different. Um, but yeah, the other weird thing is, this is another strength to the US office is, I know that they're reading a script, and now I know they're reading the exact same thing that had already been done by the UK series, mm-hmm. but it just seemed way more natural. Like, I don't know if this is better actors or something. They seemed way more like their characters, just as if they were just characters being filmed in a documentary, which is the premise. Mm-hmm. They seem much more natural in their yeah. in their skin. It's true. Than uh, a lot of the characters in the UK one. Oof, it's just the UK bash thing. <laughs> this is when we need a third person to take the other side. Yeah. Or we need, you know, another UK-US comparison where the UK did better. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's lots of those. I can't think of one right now, but I'm sure there mm-hmm. is. Lots of those. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a fun uh, adventure through that. Just uh, even how the names were somewhat similar. You know, David Brent, Michael Scott. Jim and Tim. Jim and Tim. Keith and Kevin. Uh, Even uh, his boss Mm -hmm. is Jennifer hyphenated last name. Right. And in the American office, it's Jan Livingston Gold. Oh, Jan Jan was so much better, too. <laughs> Jan became what uh, one hell of a character yeah. in the U.S. office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, good writing. It's a good group, though. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we like the guys who made the U.S. office because they went on to make Parks and Recreation, which is one of our favorite shows. So Yes. Kinda, and then they went on sense. to make Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which okay. not we so good. So, you know, <laughs> hit and miss. Touche. Touche. <laughs> Still, any mm-hmm. doing nine seasons, nine years of a TV show, and, and I mean, there might have been a bit of a slope, but there's not like a dud. Nope. There's no like really, really bad episode where it's like, oh, let's just skip this stupid one. Even those characters, like in the later episodes, like uh, season eight, which is probably the worst season, uh, with uh, it's like Ferrari or something. What the heck is that guy's name? Oh, Robert California. Robert California. There. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't a very likable character, but the second time we watched it again, we're like, oh, okay, he's kind of funny. He's got his moments. Yeah. It's still not like, it's not as bad as the first episode of The Ranch on uh, oh, Netflix. We hardly, we didn't even get through all of no, that. because that's just bad. Like, that's just bad TV. Bad TV exists everywhere. And mm-hmm. I have to say, overall, The Office, uh, especially U.S., very good. Very good show. Yep. Enjoyed it a lot. And I think we're secretly just hoping to find another one of these. That's the problem is we've seen too much good that it's hard to watch other things. It's the same thing I always talk about with like The Witcher. It's like mm. I played such a good game and now it's like hard to watch and play these other ones because 
I've seen, I've seen the best. Mm-hmm. Now I can see only not the best. <laughs> We do have a, a recommendation from a listener to watch a sitcom called Life in Pieces, which we put on our list. So we will try that at some point. Yeah, when do you want to start that? I don't know. We're watching Friends right now, and it's pretty fun. It's okay. Yeah. It's digestible. Yeah, and I'm sure we can, you know, stop Friends and come back later and not really miss too much. Well, I mean, if we schedule this, maybe that'll be... Something that we can follow, like, update on in our podcast. Mm. Maybe watch a couple episodes a week and see how it goes. We can do that. We'll do that? Sure. All right. It's in stone. Life in pieces. <laughs> we'll have impressions next week, first two episodes. In audio stone. Audio stone? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our brains aren't working today. Maybe we got too much sun. So nice outside. I got to yeah. say, it's real easy to protest when it's nice out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's really comfortable. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish we had more good to say, though, about the UK one. Is there, like, can, we, can we come up with one good thing to say about it? Uh, they did have some pretty fun pranks on Gareth. They glued his phone together. Yeah, They've... it's not as good as the pranks in the U.S. one, though. Like his, this is again, this is a like I guess a cultural thing again. Like one of his favorite jokes that Tim in the U.K. office would do is he would call Gareth, and when Gareth picked up the phone, mm-hmm. Gareth being the Dwight character, he would just say, <laughs> um, and it's like that's that's it. that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke. Okay, so my one thing that I was going to say was good has been shot down. So I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> all right, we'll leave it to the audience to come up with that. We'll get into that later. Uh, all I've got. Um, I think before we wrap up, you had a funny story about Chicago that uh, you didn't get a chance or you forgot about when yeah. we did our whole big podcast. And I think it's fun. Right, and I was reminded about this because it's awesome. Uh, my cousin, Kevin, who was with me on the trip, posted all the photos on Facebook, so... So I could see where you went. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm terrible, I don't take photos. Um, but it actually, it was interesting, like, watching, looking at his photos while listening to the podcast where I recount the trip, they go very well together because you mm-hmm. can get a visual with what I was saying. But I did notice he had one picture up, which is uh, something I missed that was really fun, is on a Saturday we went to Buddy Guy's Legends Blues Bar, mm-hmm. and... Uh, it was very cool, just local talent playing some blues. There was a really good guy there. Um, I think I touched on that a little bit. But one of the neat things about it is they had these two screens up. And it's weird that they had them on projectors. I don't know what they normally do with them, but they specifically had projectors just display no video, please. Hmm. And so it was kind of confusing because it's like you have a video projection <laughs> telling you no video. Awesome. They couldn't assign accomplished the same thing so they must do something with those projectors at other times but um during this particular moment it just says please no video um so anyway fast forward a bit uh when we got closer to dinner time that place started to get more filled and packed and uh there was a family of some asian descent not not sure which okay um and immediately when they sat down, they got their phones out. They took their selfies. They're taking their group photos. Nice, okay. And it's and I just like sort of going typical Kevin, behavior. Of talking to Kevin again, it's like why can't anyone phones? just like you know watch a show? Like why is it always about I have to take a picture of me mm-hmm. enjoying the show because <laughs> it's about me and the show. It's like I just don't get that. And he's like, 
it, it could be worse. It could be worse. And then, uh, you know, a couple minutes later, the mom and the daughter both have their phones out and they're recording the show. Nice. And they're moving their hands around. They're getting the audience and they get their face in and they wave at the video and then go back to the dude. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, they're going to film the whole show. And mm-hmm. it's funniest because they're sitting literally probably two meters away from the sign that says no video, please. Awesome. Filming everything. Um, but the real highlight was, I don't know, probably a good 30, 40 minutes later. 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, they're still doing the videoing Man. around. And then you see like the daughter goes and then stops on the sign. <laughs> and then she suddenly puts her phone down and goes, oh, no. <laughs> and then I guess uh, that was it for their video show. But yeah, it took a while to kick in. And, and uh, yeah, the whole time we couldn't, we couldn't stop watching them because mm-hmm. we were waiting for that moment for when they yes. would finally realize. <laughs> Which apparently took 30 minutes. Oh, it was a long time. It was a very long time. Wow. So, yeah. So, there's an illegal video footage somewhere out there. Yeah. I mean, ironically, we wanted to start videoing them (laughs) taking a video in front of the sign that says no video, which is just kind of taking it too far. But that would have been fun, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But that was my little Chicago story. Yeah, and you recently even had an Uber driver here in Toronto mm. that used to live in Chicago. That's right. Friday night uh, on the way home from band, uh, I guess Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know how it came up in conversation. I was just like, I had such a great trip in Chicago. It was wonderful. I think it was just talking about Uber and how it was great that it worked there too. Mm-hmm. I could just use the app and yep. it took care of currency and all that. I didn't have to do anything. Nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's like, oh, I lived in... Chicago for eight years. This is a better city. So, all right. Guy from, guy from Chicago for eight years says Toronto's better. So there's a vote for that one. Nice. I, I don't know. Props T.O. I tried to ask him because it's like, it seems, excuse me, it seems like the traffic in uh, Chicago was better. Like just getting around the city. Well, they had all those underground tunnels and yeah. above ground trains. Yeah. But he didn't, he didn't seem to agree with that. So, I mean, from one Uber driver, then... I'll just take his word for it, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. You really need to live in a city for a significant period of yeah. time <laughs> and not just like the downtown core, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, with that, I think that's pretty good. That'll sort of be a sum up. I do want to send out, um, if anyone has any good things to say about the UK office, please send us an email. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. I want to hear the contrarian opinion. What was good about it? Because it totally went over my head. Um, and I hope that's not just a cultural thing. Because I do think that the uh, U.S. version had better acting, better characters, better writing, just better everything. So, I don't know. I'd love to hear one thing. So, send me an email. Ordinary podcast. Ordinary day podcast. Yes. At gmail.com. And we'd like to thank Field Processor for our awesome music. Hope you're liking the new intro. Absolutely. All right. So until next time. Take one more. For the road. <laughs>